night owls. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Uh, this week we went for fairy tales, but I will say that the one I picked, I think is probably loosely a fairy tale. I mean, let's be real. It's mostly just like fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, so I'm interested to see what you went for. I can't remember which one you picked. Yeah, um, mine is definitely more like a retelling slash folklore. Okay. So very less fairy tale but. Like I said, a very loose definition of a yeah. fairy tale. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it because I didn't think of a clever introduction for this one, which is fine. Perfect. Um, I did Dorothy Must Die by Daniel Page, which is kind of like a follow-up to Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, loosely a fairy tale. Like, it yeah. kind of is. Like, it's her dream, right? Like, it's Dorothy's <laughs> dream, which is a tale. I don't know. It sure. worked in my brain. It worked like in my it. brain. Not like a classic, like, Peter Pan or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I think Wizard of Oz everyone knows Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah, exactly. So I thought this was really interesting because it's a very different take than like Wicked and the like Son of a Witch or whatever, the prequels that got sent out before. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is a follow-up, right? Um, It's a follow-up though. So like if it was real, like Wizard of Oz was real, that really happened, but Dorothy goes back. Okay. So after she comes back to Kansas at the end of the movie, like it doesn't stop there. She ends up going back to Oz and becomes the bad guy. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, the title, like, tells you what the whole point of the story is, is Dorothy must die. But there's just so much. This immediately sucked me in. I'm a huge fan of Wizard of Oz. So, obviously, I was going to do it. I did not know that this was a series of four, though. So, like, the fact that I was like, okay, how are they going to wrap this up? Like, oh, my God. I'm also, a series like, of five four? Four. Holy crap. Yeah. But I was stressing out about it because I didn't know this until I literally finished the book. And I was like, there's no way it ends there. That doesn't make sense. Um, So I did immediately order the next book. It's amazing. But basically what happens in this book is, so like I said, Dorothy went back. That's like kind of the whole premise. And now she's she's the bad guy. Uh, Another girl from Kansas named Amy. She grows up in like a trailer park. Um, called like Dusty Acres in Flathill, Kansas. Like she's kind of an outsider at school. Um, they don't really do a ton of her background, but basically like her dad left when she was younger and then her mom had some sort of car accident, became like a pill addict. So like Amy doesn't really have a lot going for her. So she always wants to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of one of the things that like Dorothy deals with in the beginning of Wizard of Oz. Right. She doesn't really want to be there. She wants to leave. She wants to go somewhere else. So like they have this in common. Um, the Amy is like a big fan of Wizard of Oz. So like in their world still, they don't know Wizard of Oz is real because like, why would you Mm -hmm. like the movie still exists? Like everyone knows the story of Dorothy, but nobody knows that it's real. Okay. I like that. That's interesting, especially because like Dorothy as a person existed. So nobody knew that Dorothy as a person existed. I don't know. (laughs) I think that there's a little bit of a gap there, but let's suspend some, some, some belief. So, uh, she comes home, Amy comes home one day from school and her mom goes through these like phases um being an addict where she's like depressed and on the couch or whatever and then she'll get up and then go to a bar for a few days uh on this particular day there's a tornado warning but tornadoes they come through all the time if you live in the midwest like they're a pretty regular occurrence and most of the time they're not a big deal right Mm -hmm. like it doesn't doesn't really impact you but when you live in a trailer you don't have a basement like you don't really have anywhere to hide and they're reporting that this is going to be like one of one of the bigger tornadoes and so amy tries to convince her mom to like stay with her or let her go with her to go to the bar because the bar does have a basement and her mom's like you're fine like i'm leaving like 
She's not very maternal. Okay. It doesn't seem like yeah, it. Yeah, she's really not. Um, so like I can see why Amy would want to leave. Mm-hmm. So the tornado does hit. Um, Amy has her mom's pet rat, Star, who's like her her little consistent companion throughout this, which I think is really nice. They like weave Star into the story in mm-hmm. a lot of different ways. So the tornado hits, and just like in Wizard of Oz, the little trailer gets picked up, and she's going through the tornado, and she's just like, oh my god, this is it, I'm going to die. And then she wakes up, and she's looking at the floor of the trailer, because she's on the ceiling, because it's upside down. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, yeah, it's, it's she like, like upside st- down. I was again like trying to picture her like stuck up on the ceiling, and I was like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Upside down makes way more yep. sense. It's upside down. <laughs> and then this like beautiful boy with green eyes like appears and was like, you need to get out of here right now. And she's just, like a little confused. She's never seen this person before. She's like, maybe they like put together like a rescue crew, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gets her out of the trailer just as it goes off of a cliff into this huge pit. Oh, and she's just like, what is going on here? Because like the light the lighting is kind of weird and it kind of looks like what she would imagine like her home would look like after a tornado maybe but like Mm -hmm. she doesn't recognize any landmarks and like she's so she's a little confused like how far did I get thrown and the yellow brick road is like right there he's like all right so we're going on this road and she's just like wait a minute and so she starts just like laughing because he's like yeah you're in Oz like duh And so, like, this would be a very surreal experience, right? She's like, I hit my head, just like Dorothy did. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this is this is ridiculous. Like, okay, whatever. Where's the joke? Um, but, like, it's not the Oz that is described in Wizard of Oz. Like, when she gets on the Yellow Brick Road, she gets this, like, magical pull. And I guess the road wants you to go to Emerald City. So that's, like, something they don't really talk about in the, the Wizard of Oz movie that much. Like, the way that the road, like, kind of guides you to do it and gives you this, like, weird pull mm-hmm. to go towards the city. Because that's what it wants you to do. Which... I mean, it's the capital. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's probably where the most of the magic is. Um, But, like, everything else, it's not in Technicolor. Like, she specifically says that, that it's not in Technicolor. And that, like, it's got, like, this, like, dusty, muted, like, hazy, like, kind of blue look. Everything's kind of dead. And it's really confusing. Um, The boy that pulls her out doesn't tell anything about her or tell her anything about him. And he seems to like know some things about her though, which she thinks is a little weird. And so she's just like, all right, I must, I must be dreaming. Yeah. Which you would, right? Um, but he like kind of very quickly was like, I can't be here anymore. I need to leave. So he like abandons her in Oz <laughs> with like no instruction. And I was like, I guess Glinda kind of did the same thing to Dorothy too. She was just like, good luck. Yeah, like by now. Yeah, exactly. But like things start to get weird because Oz is not the way it is. So when Dorothy came back, she became this person who like everyone thought was a hero right she had killed the wicked witch and so she becomes like royalty in oz the the true leader of oz ozma um is like part fairy and so she has a lot of like really powerful magic and dorothy befriended her when she came back and uh became crowned like as a princess but that's when things started to get weird as soon as dorothy had like a taste of magic she wanted more so mm. she became this like bottomless pit of need um and she took it out on oz so as amy is like kind of walking on this trail she's she does encounter some people i'm obviously not going to tell you all the details um <laughs> but she like she encounters like one munchkin but like the whole munchkin town is just destroyed like it's not what you would think it is like it looks like people just like abandoned it in the middle of the day like mm-hmm. There's moldy food in the houses, like there's vines all over everything. So like, it's like the rundown version of Oz. Like it would be, it would be super weird, especially one being in Oz and then two, it looking like that. Um, 
the munchkin that she befriends doesn't really want to help her, but like they reluctantly kind of go together and travel in the same direction for a little bit, which is great as a reader because you get to get a little bit of information about what really happened here with the whole like Dorothy wanting power. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're basically drilling in Oz, like oil drilling, but for magic and they're sucking the magic out of the land. And so like, as you get close to the city, there are more like magical properties. Like you can see more of like the original Oz, but there's not a lot of it remaining because Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how long it's supposed to have been, but people don't really age. Time is different in Oz than it is in the real world, but it's been a long time. Like they've got generations and generations of this where the munchkins are being enslaved to do the drilling. There's like commandments coming down that you have to be happy. It's like, this is a great day for Oz. Like there's this like hologram of Ozma that'll pop up the closer you get to um, Emerald City. It's like, it's a great day for Oz. We've declared that everyone has to be happy. (laughs) Okay. That's not terrifying or weird. Yeah. Yeah. So like you get to meet a lot of the same characters and like types of beings that you meet in the original Wizard of Oz. Like there's monkeys, of course, but the monkeys aren't the monkeys themselves aren't bad. I guess it's like their wings are magical, like, mm-hmm. and that magic is easy to like manipulate. And so they're under control of Dorothy, like they're mm. under her control, but they don't mm-hmm. really want to do that. Um, so there's like a faction of the monkeys that chose to cut their wings off to be the wingless ones mm-hmm. because they don't want to be under this control. So like, there's a lot of like rebellion going on here. Um, the original characters, like the Scarecrow, the Lion and the Tin Man, they're still Dorothy's like right-hand men, but they're twisted. They're warped. Like the scarecrow experiments on people and like, he'll turn, he'll like suck up people's brains and then have it injected into his own brain because he just wants more and more. Like Hmm. it gets really messed up. Like the lion has become this like big buff, scary guy who literally like sucks fear out of people. So like he'll literally just like suck it out of you and then you just die. It's really messed up. And like, and like the Tin Man kind of like runs the army. He's like basically in charge of Dorothy's army. Um, But there's all of these like half tin people. So like people that like the Scarecrow has experimented on where like half of their face is gone and they're part tin and they have to be part of this army. Like it's very, it's very messed up. Like there's nothing like necessarily like gross or anything about it, but like Mm -hmm. the way they describe it felt really real, which like kind of helped suck me into it. Like I could totally see this happening. Yeah. Like Dorothy's basically just become like a corporation. <laughs> like, so there's definitely some like allegory going on there. Um, but basically Amy, uh, so she wants to find her way home, which is, you know, Dorothy's whole shtick too. Mm-hmm. But she's aware that Dorothy's not necessarily a good person, but the idea between like good and wicked has really become warped in this world because Dorothy thinks she's good. But mm-hmm. really, she's just like a petulant, spoiled brat, like who wants more and more. And like, she'll stamp her feet. Like, she's just like mad that like people don't give her the respect she wants or do exactly what she wishes they would do. Um, I mean, with the whole everyone's required to be happy thing. Like, what the heck is that? Yeah. Uh, I guess like at some point when after Dorothy became princess, even though Ozma is like the true leader, it's like Ozma's a shell. So everyone kind of speculates, like, what did Dorothy do to her? No one actually really sees Ozma anymore. And when they do... She's like vacant, hmm. like, like there's nobody there. And so it's like, what has Dorothy done to make this happen? Yeah, she does Especially, something. Right. Especially if Ozma is like part fairy and she's supposed to have like the magic powerful enough to help maintain Oz. Like, I can't even imagine what Dorothy has done to her. Like, we don't find out 
in the first book, which is you oh. know one of the, the big things. Um, but basically, at when Amy gets to the Emerald City, she thinks that maybe she's going to find some help or somebody who's going to be able to help her get home at least. Dorothy sees her as like a threat because mm-hmm. I think Dorothy thinks that she's special, right? She's like, no, I came here because I was chosen and like, I'm supposed to be here. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so the fact that like someone else from her world, from Kansas specifically, could show up is like, maybe I'm not special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know? I can see how she would think that as a threat for sure. Yeah. yeah. So like I could totally imagine why she would think that. So like she does try to like have Amy executed. Um Amy has some allies including the boy that she met at the beginning. He does start showing up. He shows up in the castle and he's like it's not safe for me to talk to here, but I'm going to find a way to get you out. Like I'm going to help you escape. Uh I don't think he shows up again for like quite a while, so I can't tell you like a ton more about him, but like he does end up being like a pretty focal character, which I think was really interesting, the way that they like kind of brought him back in. Um, but he or Dorothy tries to have Amy executed, and while she's sitting in Amy sitting in her cell waiting for the execution to come the next day, um this like witch shows up. One of the wicked witches. So there's like the order of the wicked. So, like, the Wicked are part of their own rebellion. Like, they don't work with, like, the winged ones. And, like, there's, like, multiple different types of rebellions that don't necessarily all agree on, like, what needs to happen. But they all know that change needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like, bind Amy to them by saving her. They're like, okay, but if we save you, you have to do this thing for us. And she's like, okay, whatever. Just, like, don't let me die here. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I don't blame her. I wouldn't either. Like, yeah, I, I think I'd die there either. I think I'd probably take the deal, too, no matter what it was. <laughs> well, especially because, like, death in Oz isn't necessarily death like it's a fate worse than death like to have the scarecrow experiment on you Mm, like that would be awful because then you end up like living but as something else and it's just like you become like a puppet like I I don't know it sounds horrible so like I don't blame her for being like yeah whatever you need to do to get me the heck out of here I will Mm -hmm. so Amy ends up getting pulled into the order of the wicked I don't remember if that's the exact name but it's something like that Mm -hmm. um and there's like three main witches one of them is uh Glinda's sister Glamora and then there's Gert, who's like kind of the leader, but she's like a very, very old, powerful witch. And then there's um, Mombi. And I don't think she was one of the like North, South, East, West witches, but I think Gert was like a, one of the Wicked of the North or something. Either way, they basically are still labeled as Wicked. And so they're like, fine, whatever, we're Wicked. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it just really depends on your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of the whole thing here between like good and evil. Like it depends on what side you're on. It depends on what your goal is. Mm-hmm. So like Amy was like, well, I don't want to be like a wicked witch. And they're like, well, you get to decide what kind of witch you are. Like nobody else gets to decide what kind of witch you are because they want to train her up to kill Dorothy. So like Amy is tasked with killing Dorothy because they want her to infiltrate in the castle, learn Dorothy's habits. Um, they give her like bits and pieces of the plan because they don't want any one person to know everything. But mm-hmm. I think that because she doesn't know everything, she makes some mistakes that work against the plan. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not enough information can be detrimental. So that's basically what this story is about. Like, she's trying to get out of Oz, and then she gets looped into the rebellions, and she's got to be part of saving Oz. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see how this continues in the next stories, because there were so many loose ends at the, the end of the first one. Like I said, I was like five pages left, and I was like, how are they going to wrap it up? <laughs> I'm so glad there's more. Like, I'm very excited. I immediately ordered the next one. Like, mm-hmm. Five out of five. It was like immediately hooked. So this was this was a good pick. I know that was one I started years ago. I started reading it and then I think another book came in or something that I wanted to read more. And so I kind of let that one go. And I think it was a library book. So I had to return it. But this Mm. is definitely now that I know there's four of them, too. 
Like, yeah. I, I think I need to pick that back up because the beginning part that you were explaining, because when you told me the title, I was like, I think I read that one. And then you were explaining the beginning and I was like, I have, but I never finished yeah. it. So I think, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to try that one again and finish it. I know you love a series. Mm-hmm. I do love a series. I get hooked on them. So, you know, I haven't like been into a series in like a long time. Usually I like a standalone book because it feels like a lot, especially because, you know, like we have like a pretty rigorous reading schedule already, just podcast stuff. Um, but like, I don't know. I got I got to know. I got to mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, I, and I have the time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend all this time and do this. And then I fall really behind on whatever book we're supposed to be covering. And I'm like, oh no, shoot. Yep. But, but that's yeah. okay. But no, that sounds like a great one. So yeah, it was an easy read too. Like I got through like a hundred pages every like hour or so. Like it was oh, real that's... quick. Like, yeah. Yeah. Those ones are nice. Mine was not like that. Mine is very uh wordy and it took a bit. Oh. I read Thistlefoot by uh, Jenna Rose Nethercott. I think is how it is. It's <laughs> written in, it's written in like funky font. So yeah, yeah, Jenna Rose Nethercott. Sounds like a uh, pen name, but I like it. It could be. I have no idea. Um, but I guess she also writes a lot of folk. Oh, she's a fo- folklorist. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so this one is kind of a retelling of the folklore of Baba Yaga which I had never heard before. But if you go and you read the reviews, there are people who have read like all the retellings of Baba Yaga. And so they have like a lot of opinions. Mm. Um, basically, from my understanding is that Baba Yaga is like in the Solvic states or the, yeah. Solvic? Slavic? Slavic. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Kind of like over like there. And she's just like kind of portrayed as this like witch type person. She has all these like powers and stuff. I don't know. Either way um the book is about this house on chicken legs thistlefoot um and we have a couple main characters so the two main ones are um beltine yaga and isaac yaga uh they are the two-time great grandchildren of baba yaga and they inherited the house thistlefoot so basically um isaac ran away from home at like 17 and uh bellatine is was stayed and their parents had this like puppet show that the kids always had to work in like that's how like they made their living was these puppet shows um but yeah so isaac ran away like three six months something like that before his 18th birthday and so bellatine and isaac have not been all that close um their parents also don't seem to be like the most caring like paternal type people whenever they get Mm. brought up in the story um and then there's like sort of magic kind of it. It kind of also depends on like how much magic you want to accept it being real. So we kind of kick off with Isaac and he's in New Orleans and he has this sort of like show, quote unquote show thing that he does as like a street peddler, basically, where he can change himself to look like somebody, you know, so he'll pick somebody out of the crowd and he can like change his posture and things where, and at first you don't know if like, is he actually 100% looking like this other person or is he just mimicking him enough? Um, and so you don't really mm-hmm. know and he can like do it really quick and kind of like jumps in and out between all these people but also the whole time he's picket pocketing them um of course yeah because like like they'll throw some money in his hat or whatever but he's like you know that's not enough to to live off of right. um and so yeah so that's kind of what we meet him and so that's where you're like how much magic is really involved in that i don't know right well i mean now i know because i've read the whole book but in the beginning you can't it's hard to know or at least it was hard for me to know if it was true there's just mimicry or actually like changing everything um he kind of gets these like really bad migraines when he hasn't done it for a long time mm-hmm. so like i think this has been like the longest it's been in a while and it's been like three months or something like this and he has like nonstop migraines um Ooh. he also just kind of like 
jumps around from town to town like ever since he ran away like he jumps on trains or hitchhikes wherever he can right now he's gonna like bum in a room from a guy that he met um and then beltine went to school so she is in like an intern for like a uh, wooding like woodcraft whatever the heck that's called woodworking um mm. so she went to school for that and now she's an apprentice um so that's kind of what she's been doing because she also has something that like we don't quite know what it is right away um it ultimately is called the embering um she like got these like embering power whatever it was when she was younger um and her mom like freaked out and was like that it's not something we do in public like this is a private matter and kind of really shamed her about it so she has a lot of like shame and like kind of really self-hatred over this embering power that she has and we don't know what it is frozen it never goes well (laughs) right exactly um and we don't know what it is for quite a long time into the book so i'm probably not going to tell you what it actually is but she um is really particular like people have talked about like oh you know this is my my favorite hammer my or my favorite chisel my little baby chisel can do everything for me it's the greatest one and she's very much like nope it's a tool so like she won't borrow anything Mm -hmm. from any like inanimate object from anybody that they've kind of personified so that has something to do with the empering but like we don't really quite know what it is yeah and then they get a call one day from their mom mira and is like hey um you got you know like your great 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 however many greats grandma died a while ago um and you were in the will that 70 years after her passing it has to go to the um youngest living relatives that she has and it's coming over from this teeny tiny little city nobody's ever heard of kind of in russia and what a weird will right simulation. yeah it's super odd and so and they both have to go and so Bellatine like calls isaac and is like hey like this is what's going on are you going to be there so they like go to some shipyard and it's under this giant crate and they open it up up the crate and there's sizzlefoot just a house on chicken legs and like they're like okay what what that what a what what do we do with this? As soon as Beltine walks in, because Isaac goes in first, he also has a cat that follows him around named Hubcap, which is fun. I love that. Uh, but then he goes in first. Um, and Beltine's like, you're an idiot. Like, we don't know what's going on. So she like ties like a rope around her waist and like ties it to something. So she can yank herself back out if she needs That's to. Smart. Um, right. Yeah. I was like, okay, somebody's clever here at least. And so right. she goes in. And as soon as she goes in, it like feels like this is home. Like this is where she's supposed to belong. Isaac does not have these feelings. He's just like, this is freaking weird whatever um but he then has like an idea that he's like oh we should take this house on chicken legs out on like a a tour and like show it off to people and beltine's like but this is a house like i want it and he was like she's like how are we gonna split the house and he's like if he's like sell it to me like buy me out she's like i can't do that i'm an apprentice i have no money and so that was what was the deal is that he was like you go on this year-long tour and all of the money he's like i keep the money and at the end of the year, you get the house. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't need the house. So she agrees to it. And then, but she's like, okay, but like, what is it that we're going to do? And since their parents have this puppet show called, so the puppet is um, The Drowning Fool is like the name of the puppet show. And he's mm-hmm. like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to like clean up the house. It's going to be like our little stage. And so that's as they like get all the props from the parents. Cause it's like an old one. Like the parents aren't even like doing The Drowning Fool anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, like, she agrees to it very reluctantly because, like I said, she doesn't want anything that's been personified, personified, and these, like, dolls, these puppets kind of have. And forever she, oh. like, is adamant that she does not want to touch them, like, will not touch them. And you're like, okay, what's what's going on? Something weird is going on. Yeah. So, but she agrees because she's like, well, there's no other way that I'm ever going to get this house. And, like, I can't just, like, buy him out 
And so, but they have to get this house first off out of the freaking shipyard area. Um, and I can't remember exactly how, but they discover that the house understands Yiddish and also only really understands Yiddish. And so they like look up how to say a couple words in Yiddish on Google on their phone. And so they can tell the house to walk. So then the house is walking along on this little chicken feet. Um, how big is it? Like, I'm trying to like. Um, it would be like a standard smallish cottage. So like it's probably I think it stands like two and two, two and a half stories high, maybe. With the one it's standing on its legs, maybe three uh-huh. stories high when it's on its legs. But the cottage itself is not. So there's like kind of like a little living area and then a little kitchen and a, like a one bedroom. And then there's a small loft up top. Okay. So I not... was like imagining it being like small because it had to be shipped and stuff. And then like you went inside and it was bigger, like a TARDIS situation. Mm, but like no, the not... fact that it's big. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, no TARDIS type thing. Yeah. So just, yeah, I think you would just picture kind of like a one bedroom cabin it doesn't even have like an actual bathroom in it either okay Okay. yeah and so beltine starts fixing it up because you know she's the woodworker person um isaac starts kind of working with the puppets getting them all kind of cleaned up and he's going around telling people in the town and trying to get gigs and everything like that um but what happened when thistlefoot basically wakes up i guess if you will because we don't know what happened for those 70 years from when baba yaga died to now like we we don't know this house has just been sitting somewhere um but at the same time that the house kind of wakes up we find this man the long shadow man and he's trying to find the house and he has a he has this thing where like he can manipulate people or suggest things to them and then they go on like killing sprees basically so you like he like can get him to like drink something out of his flask and then can kind of just like words like kind of like manipulate them a little like oh you know this world is like the first person that we find out about is he's like gets off the plane from russia and he gets in a taxi at the airport and he like talks this guy into doing a shot or whatever it is and the taxi guy is like has two drivers and he was like oh yeah like these uber drivers are out here ruining everything and then the long shadow man is like yeah they are like they're gonna make it unsafe for your daughters. It's everything's terrible world. Da 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 da. And then um, there's like an Uber driver has like stopped and is helping and is at the back of the like at the trunk of the car helping a woman get like her bags out. And the taxi driver just freaking drives and smashes him up against the car and he dies. So like oh. that's like the first iteration. So you go oh, okay. Like anytime that the long shadow man go wherever he goes, murder and mayhem kind of follow. Got it. And we know that he wants the house and we don't know why. We don't know if he wants to like burn the house to the ground take it as a weapon like we don't know what it is that he wants we just know that he wants something to do with it he wants to get to the house um Mm -hmm. so the chapters kind of come they don't ever tell you like whose chapter it is but like every chapter is kind of a sort of different point of view so you have like Beltines, you have isaacs um you get these random drop-ins of the long shadow man kind of doing these things but then you also get thistlefoot thistlefoot is telling you a story too um and every time that Thistlefoot is telling a story, you know, he's like, oh, like, here's this whole thing about how, like, Baba Yaga, like, made her daughters out of teeth and rose water. And, like, and then at the end, he's like, or maybe that's not it. Like, you know, they're memories and they're stories. And sometimes those are real. And sometimes they're not. Like, maybe, you know, maybe she actually just met a man and had kids. You don't know. Because I'm just telling a story. So it's like, you can't even trust Thistlefoot's story. Huh. like what's actually going on but and it's like really fun how it like trickles through and like basically like everybody who means harm is a soldier 
because this also like Thistlefoot kind of like came to during war times so there were soldiers but then like later he's telling a story just about kind of like people who are just like bad people or they mm-hmm. just kind of mean harm and he's like yeah so they're soldiers well not really but so it's like that it's kind of weird um thistlefoot claims to have been hatched out of an egg at one point so like it's kind of hard to really know how thistlefoot came to be um yeah Thistle- yeah because thistlefoot just likes to tell stories um yeah so they start going on like, they're just kind of going around doing all these little shows and stuff. They go to one that, like, their mom knows this person from way back when. Um, and then she dies the next day. And so, like, the mom, like, calls Beltine and is like, hey, yeah, Lee Finn's dead. And so Beltine's like, oh, my gosh, like, this obviously has to do something with us. Like, what's really going on? Um, Isaac actually does have a run-in with the Long Shadow Man at one point. He's in a bar. Wow. Um, and... He's like pretending to be this guy, Lenny, who just had a kid, like his son was just born that day or something like that. Um, and the long shot man's like, oh, here, like, let's, let's have a shot to celebrate. But he like looks over the long shot man's shoulder and there's this woman there, like similar to his age, because he's probably like 22 ish, 21, something like they're not terribly old characters. Um, and she just like without blinking, like hard stare, like shakes her head, like don't do the shot. Um, and so he dumps it down his arm but like in like a trickster way right we're like it looks yeah, like right, he did the shot. He shot it. yeah yeah um and so but then the long filament and this is really kind of how we like start to see that he really does have this power is that he kind of starts going on about how like you know all these people here and they need to make it safe for your son the world's not safe for your son you need to rise up you need to do something and isaac's just like yeah like in his like larry pretending one like yeah sure totally. um, the long shadow man's like kind of like oh this is odd like um why is he not taking like like something is different like taking action man, or something yeah, yeah like the long shot man just kind of intrigued about what's going on um so isaac gets the heck out of there and he's like walking back to thistlefoot um and he like gets kidnapped by these people in the van and it's the woman who like shook his head at him because they've been following the long shadow man like there was like there's three of them they were in a band or something and but they discovered this and so now they're like putting the band on hold because they are trying to like hunt down and kill the thistle man or the long shadow man i mean and they're calling it like a passenger so like when you take this drink like there's a passenger with you and you can't see the passenger um, so creepy yeah because they're like if we can get the people in time we can give them an antidote and they're fine because everybody who like has this like they wake up and they just have no memory of all this terrible stuff that they did and huh. so yeah so then they kind of join isaac is like I don't really trust you. So he go, he gets out. Um, he like steals one of their vials. He thinks it's the cure, but it's actually like they've managed to create like what the long shadow man has. Um, oh, they like duplicated it. Yep. Yeah. Um, Beltine and Isaac are kind of like having issues of their own. Like one, like I said, like Beltine refuses to like touch the puppets. Like that's kind of causing issues. You do learn why later in the book. Um, I'm not going to tell you though, because you got to figure it out on your own. It's yeah. a very, it's like over 400 pages and very, very wordy. So it seems like a really intriguing book though. Yeah. Once you, once I got used to her writing style and kind of like figured out what was going on, I really liked it. I mean, also the fact that I had no idea that Baba Yaga was a folklore of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, at one point, you know, she like, it's, uh, Thistlefoot is telling us this story about how she can you if you go and you buy eggs from her at the stand you open it one of your lost items will show up and so like what is that real is that not real nobody really knows right hmm. um 
But yeah, so they're going on this whole thing. Um, ultimately, they do team up with those three people from the band that are hunting the Long Shadow Man to kind of try to figure out, like, how do we get him to stop? Right. They find all these letters in Yiddish and they're like, oh, we, like maybe we can get it translated because they're like, you need to figure out as much as you can about Thistlefoot from before you got it. What can you do? And like, they call the mom and the mom was like, I don't know the hell you're talking about. Like, no, shut up. Um, and Isaac's like, oh, no, mom mentioned she like told me a story about this one time but like Beltine has never had a close relationship with the mom and so Isaac is like oh maybe I shouldn't have said anything um, yeah but they do find a guy or Isaac knows a guy in New Orleans because at this point they kind of have been traveling all around um, that can translate can read Yiddish and so they get him to like translate some of the letters for them because they're just trying to figure out like what do we need to do how can we stop the long shadow man like because at first, like, the um, three people in the band who are chasing him are like, oh, we need to burn the house to the ground. And they're like, okay, but that, what if that's his goal? Like, if that's what he wants and you do this, then yeah. he's just going to go reign power forever. And, like, and Beltine's to know really... what he wants in order to thwart him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Beltine's really saying this just because she wants to keep the house. Like, she's, like, really attached to the house and everything. Uh, so that's really why she's saying it. But it's true, though. Like, it's and... a valid point. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you, okay, you just did it for him. Now he doesn't, you're right, he doesn't have to chase you anymore. And so they're like, oh, crap, you're right. Like, that's what we do. Um, one of the members, Remy, can, like, sense things about people. That's mm-hmm. when I realized, like, oh, maybe there is actually some, like, magic trickled in, too. Yeah, um, I was kind of getting the vibe that magic was at play somehow. But... Somehow, and, like, only in some people and, yeah. like, all kind of different. Yeah, I think they just say that, like, oh, like, they're different. Like, they have, there's mm. something off kind of a thing. And so it was a weird story, and I feel like I don't even know how, if I even explain it. Like, there's so many random different little things that happen. But if I were to tell you them, you wouldn't be able to figure it out on your own. And I think this is one of those books where you kind of need to discover all the little stuff on your own. Mm-hmm. um like about the play and about the family and what the embering actually is and everything like that and like why isaac is still running because he like leaves multiple right. times like he just like up and leaves um and it's clearly that he's running away from something in his past something he's trying to avoid something that's also really contributing to the migraines because i was saying i didn't really trust that his acting that he needed to be doing that for migraines he's just has some trauma and some grief that he's needing to work through so you kind of learn about that part of it um I was curious how it was going to wrap up. It wrapped up in the last like 10 pages. And I was like, cause I was like, there's no way that this, like, this is a big book. It's all going to be in the one book. It's very standalone. So it's like, what are they going to do? How are they going to do it? And it's not what I saw coming. Um, but yeah, so it's, in, it was interesting. And like part of like, at one point, like Thistlefoot is like, oh, you know, like I'm going to know that my one true enemy comes when he rings my bell four times. Because he's like, those who just want to do me harm wouldn't take the time to ring a bell. But like the one true person who is going to be my demise is respectful mm. enough to, to ring, ring the bell. bell and to wait to be invited in. And you're just like, okay. And Spooky. so at, at one point, the bell rings four times and you're like, what's happening? Oh my God. Yeah. I'd like, be so this... excited to be like, oh my God. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was like, we're here. Things are happening. Oh my gosh. And then it was not what I thought it was going to be either. And you're like, oh my gosh. Uh, oh, wow. Overall, I decided on four stars, mainly because... I honestly think that it could have dropped like a hundred pages and still got it across. Like it's so overly Fair. descriptive, kind of like how Stephen King can be overly descriptive. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I get it. Like in the beginning, fine, sure. Cause you're setting the stage, but like throughout the entire book and the entire story, I don't need, don't need that kind of detail. Yeah. Like we're going too deep and for too long. Um, yeah. And it was kind of really distracting in that way. Like I would read for an hour or 45 minutes to an hour and I would make it 35 pages. 
30 pages. Ooh, that's dense. Yeah. Like it took a long time. I ended up listening to some of it at one point because I got an audio from the library just to try to kind of help me along a little bit. And then mm-hmm. um, I had a doctor appointment type thing and I had a lot of time to read. So that's what I did. But it took a very, very long time. It's, it's taken me. I It's been a long time since it's taken me this long to actually finish a book. So do that well, what you will. Well, dense, so that's not surprising to me. Mine was a lot straightforward. It was also 450 pages, but it was more, like, a very straightforward read. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, hmm. like, I feel like a lot of this book was just kind of, like, them, like, rebuilding the house and getting the puppets back together and cleaned. Just doing stuff. And just, like, yeah, like, just doing things. So, like, less, like, more character-driven, kind of, like, less plot-driven, which mm-hmm. I feel those books are also typically pretty slower. But, I mean, I'm glad I read it. It's been in, sitting on my shelf, kind of, like, intimidating me, because I, when I first got it, I didn't realize how big it was going to be, and then when I opened the box, I was like, oh, no. So, it's been a little intimidating. So, I'm glad that I was finally able to read it, at least. So. Nice. Well, yeah. Good picks for fairy tales, although maybe um, more fringe mm-hmm. picks. Yeah. General retelling fairy tale. Who knows? You know? They work. Follow up. Retelling, good yeah, enough. It's good enough. It worked in the end. Um, <laughs> next is our hundredth episode. episode. Oh my god, I can't even full believe episodes, it. not counting minis because we would have hit yeah. that a long time ago. But yeah, so full for actual sure. episodes. So come back, see what we have in store for that. And in the meantime, social medias: Instagram is not past your bedtime, Twitter iipyb underscore pod, and TikTok is not past your bedtime. And yeah, we'll talk to everyone next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.